morning. Welcome to morning prayers. This morning's psalm is psalm number 34, which can be found on page number 17 of your Black African Psalter. Please rise as you're able. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul Magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord, and he answered me, and delivered me from all my fears. This poor soul cried, and was heard by the Lord, and was saved from every trouble. O taste and see that the Lord is good. Happy are those who take refuge in him. Come, O children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. The eyes, the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to the The face of the Lord is against evildoers, to cut off the remembrance of, of them from the earth. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord rescues them from all. He keeps all their bones. Not one of them will be broken. The Lord redeems the life of the servants. None of those who take refuge in him will be condemned. Amen. Morning. Morning. A reading from Audrey Lord, a litany for survival. For those of us who live at the shoreline, standing upon the constant edges of decision, crucial and alone, for those of us who cannot indulge the passing dreams of choice, who love in doorways coming and going, in the hours between dawns, looking inward and outward, at once before and after. Seeking an hour, 
that can breed futures like bread in our children's mouths. So their dreams will not reflect the death of ours. For those of us who are imprinted with fear, like a faint line in the center of our foreheads, learning to be afraid with our mother's milk, for by this weapon, this illusion of some safety to be found, the heavy-footed hoped to silence us. For all of us, this instant and this triumph, we were never meant to survive. And when the sun rises, we are afraid it might not remain. When the sun sets, we are afraid it might not rise in the morning. When our stomachs are full, we are afraid of indigestion. When our stomachs are empty, we are afraid we may never eat again. And we are loved. When we are loved, we are afraid love will vanish. When we are alone, we are afraid love will never return. And when we speak, we are afraid our words will not be heard nor welcomed. But when we are silent, we are still afraid. So it is better to speak, remembering we were never meant to survive. In June 2010, I stood with 300 other people in La Zohli Square, a square adjacent to the Egyptian Ministry of Interior, notorious under decades of former dictator Hosni Mubarak's rule for torture and police brutality. We stood there in the scorching Kyrene sun to show our indignation at the brutal killing a few days prior of a 28-year-old Alexandrian man by the name of Khaled Saeed at the hands of the Egyptian police. It was the last straw in a long history of mortal violence perpetrated by a ruthless police state against its own citizens. Despite the countless protests that the streets of Cairo had witnessed over the previous few years, this was the first protest to dare approach the menacing Ministry of Interior. Those of us who came out knew what risks we were facing. Many of us were arrested, and the rest of us were kettled by twice as many policemen in uniform cordoning us off in an ever-tightening ring, denying us exit, food, and water for six hours in the scorching June heat. Passers-by and residents in neighboring buildings threw us bottles of water every now and then. Some of those reached us, but the throwers risked arrest as well. When I stood with dozens of other strangers in Lazuli Square, I didn't know what to expect. I knew I could have ended up in jail, and I was afraid of that prospect. But I was more afraid of staying silent. I was afraid of jeopardizing my graduate studies, which were nearing their end, and my academic career, which was about to begin. But I was more afraid of looking at myself in the mirror and knowing that I didn't speak up when I saw a brutal injustice. And when I saw the strangers throwing us bottles of water, my fear suddenly disappeared and was replaced by unmitigated hope, a hope that allowed me to tap into my deep-rooted belief that unjust situations are fundamentally unsustainable, and that, as in the memorable words of the Reverend Martin Luther King Jr., the arc of the moral universe is long, but it bends towards justice. In the Lazuli protest, the orders came six hours later to let us go with a threatening message. On our way out of the police cordon, we would each stop and have our picture taken by the police. Over the next few months, many Egyptians dressed in black held weekly silent vigils all over Egypt 
for Khaled Saeed and the countless victims of police brutality. And seven months after that June protest, millions of Egyptians took to the streets to topple Hosni Mubarak. Hundreds of protesters were killed and thousands were maimed, but Hosni Mubarak was ousted. The rest is now history. I was afraid again many times, and many times my fear dissipated into hope. My personal hope merged into the collective hope of the Egyptians who dreamed of a better tomorrow, seeking an hour that can breathe futures. That hope was crushed again when all those tremendous sacrifices by thousands of people gave way to fascist, ruthless, militaristic regimes. And just as I grapple with the bleakness of where I came from, I find myself now faced with the bleakness of where I came to, from the rampant racism, Islamophobia, and the policing of black and brown bodies, to the alarming transphobia and policing of queer bodies, and every other phobia in between. And faced with that bleakness, I constantly find myself going back to the moment that brought me together with 300 other strangers at the height of Egypt's police state's might and in the scorching summer heat. I remember that nothing then invited me to hope, but that I was able to find hope anyway in action, in the actions of people around me and in our coming together. I remember that despair is a luxury that I can't afford when I think of my daughter uh, and insist that her dreams will not reflect the death of mine. And when I see the energy and the inquisitiveness in my students' eyes, I find myself resisting the lures of indifference and recalling the words of the Argentine songwriter Leon Pieco, I only ask of God that he won't let me be indifferent to injustice. Thank you. And would you please join me in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Would you please join me in this morning's hymn, Holy Spirit, Truth Divine, hymn number 249. Please rise as you're able.
And so as we go into this world fighting indifference towards injustice, may God go before us, lead us. May God stand behind us to push us, on the side of us to guide us, above us to protect us and beneath us to sustain us, and in us to keep us. Amen. Amen. Thank you.